welcome to a tear-stained episode of Cinelit. Yes, it's a bittersweet ending today as you are now listening to the very last episode of our Cinelit podcast. Over the two and a half years and over 70 podcasts, we've covered an eclectic range of subject matters from silent gangsters, robocops, Brian Trenchard-Smith, David Lean, Freddy Krueger, Francois Truffaut. Not many many sentences start like that where you've got Krueger, uh, Truffaut and David Lean in the same sentence, but there you go. Uh, We've done Hammer Horror, we've done Italian Jallos, we've done interviews with low-budget filmmakers, we've done interviews with authors, we've done conversations with eminent experts, and then sometimes it's just been me and Daryl talking. But we are here on our last episode, and please welcome our eminent expert who's been on this podcast from the start, Daryl Buxton. Yeah, thanks very much, Adam. It's uh, it, it's sad that we're having to end the podcast, but uh, who knows what might happen in the future. But uh, we're, we're ending on, on an appropriate note, really, today, because we're talking about movie endings. Yes, great movie endings, great hopefully. Movie endings. Um, not yeah, rubbish yeah. ones, because, you know, where are we going? Uh, but yes, no, we uh, we thought it would be a, a, a eminently uh, suitable. I mean, we used eminently loads of times today already. We, a, a perfect subject matter to end on. Great movie endings. And I'm sure everyone's got their favourite movie endings, and we have too. But we've also got a bunch of other interesting ones that are worth flagging up, I think. So, I, I, I want to start by posing a question to, to, to you and to me, really. What is a movie ending? What is a movie ending? Yeah, I, th- I think if, if, you th- if you think about a film like Taxi Driver, for instance, yeah. if, you, if you're down in the quad bar discussing Taxi Driver with a bunch of people around the table and, and you refer to the film's ending, I think people think about different scenes in that film. Because some, yeah. pe- some people think of the climax of a movie being an ending. So you mentioned Taxi Driver's ending and a lot of people immediately leap on and think, oh, yeah, you mean the big shootout, you know, the Scorsese overhead and all yeah. this, you know. Um, De Niro shooting people's fingers off and stuff. That's that's nowhere near the end of the film, you know. After that, you've you've, you've got a couple of other scenes. Um, there's this the whole thing of is it all in Travis Bickle's head? Has any of it really happened? Comes into play. So there's there's the the, the final meeting with Sybil Shepherd as well, which follows that. Now is that even the ending? Because then of course you get the great enigmatic final shot. So. Just as one example there, Taxi Driver, but I think that applies to a lot of films. If you think about stuff like the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the way that they have used this idea of post-credits scenes in in movies now, some of which some of which don't connect with the film that you've just watched, but sometimes they do, and other people have done this as well. Sometimes you'll get a scene right at the end of a movie or during the credits or post-credits, which is connected with the film, but which completely changes it. And uh, two examples there are um, young Sherlock Holmes, where, where you find out who the villain of the yeah. film really is, mm-hmm. only if you stay and watch all of the credits and then see the post-credits scene. And then um, Track 29 does something very similar. In fact, the makers of Track 29 have actually said that the audience that gets up and leaves after the the end of Track 29 sees a completely different movie to the ones who stay all the way through the credits and see the little 30-second tag at the mm. end. And so, yeah, what what is the ending of a film? Well, I guess when you brought up the Marvel movies, but they, they never end. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 they literally don't. They're all part of one long storytelling. You have a little bit of a, a break occasionally where you pause for air at the end of one movie before you kickstart onto the next cycle of film. So they're not designed to have endings as such. You know, they, they yeah, literally yeah. are. They, they, they sort of follow a, a conventional TV yeah, series yeah. design rather than a, a, a some, what, what we're used to as a cinematic convention. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so yeah. so they they have you know, like it or not, they have sort of reinvented cinema to a point. Yeah, I think people I think people think about movie endings in a sense of not being necessarily the last scene of the film, but the scene that they when they leave that that's the, that's the, that's what they think of the end. So it is the emotional climax. I guess it's really. the emotional yeah, ending yeah. of the movie. Now let yeah. me throw another title in there, Adam, that might challenge that because um, let's say that the emotional climax of John Waters' Pink Flamingos <laughs> yeah. is the executions in the woods and Divine's big speech to the the journalists. But that ain't the bit that people remember. The bit that people remember is the, the, the tag after that. I guess, I guess so. But I mean, but that's not the ending. No, no one thinks of that as the ending. They remember that scene, but I don't know. And it is at the very end of the movie. But I don't know whether they consider that the ending of the movie. Oh, I think they do. Because, because in, in a film that is about outrage. Yeah. They save the most outrageous scene okay, till the yeah, end, yeah, and it's completely disconnected from the film, and it doesn't fit into any sort of narrative, other than the fact that it's it's a topper to everything that has come before. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it is what people think of as the end of the film. So I, I think you you well, I, I, take, I take your point, but I think Pink Flamingos it's it, it's the film that sort of disproves. What what yeah. you're saying? But you know, Waters yeah. was never one to stick with convention oh, anyway, nice. so no, so that's not really it, it's not really a valid <laughs> valid argument. I don't think. I think he was out to make his own thing. Yeah, and um, so I, I think the answer to this is that the the ending is whatever you want it to be. It's the bit you remember mm-hmm. as being the ending, rather than the the ending isn't always the very final shot of a movie. No, I mean which is sort of perverse. I mean, really. one of the ones that people uh, we've been talking about because I, I mentioned that we're going to do great movie endings, and everyone suddenly. Changed because they're all experts, you know, so they can all... <laughs> everyone's seen a movie, everyone's I, got their... I don't, I don't, so see, everyone, them, don't see them sitting around exactly. this table. Yeah, they're not sitting around yeah. the table, are they? Yeah. But, but, like, Back to the Future was mentioned. Yeah. And I think most people think about Back to the Future. I don't know whether they think about Back to the Future as... They feel like it's got three or four endings. You've got the ending where Marty on stage at the dance, yeah. where he finally sort of like gets his parents together and the photo goes back to being full and he's alive. And that's one ending. Then you get the Doc Brown ending and the, the, and the lightning bolt and him going back to the future. And then you get the ending where he wakes up in the morning and everything's changed for yeah. the better. And then you get the, the, the final tag on ending at the end end yeah. where Doc Brown, there's a problem with your kids, Marty, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, um, and then you get two sequels as well. Well, you do, but I don't, pretty I, quick succession, I don't know so. whether that was supposed to be the end. I don't know mm. whether that was supposed to be setting up a sequel yeah. or whether that, well, that's just the natural that was ending. Just, I, it, yeah. I, I think that was just a, a, a gag ending. It yeah, was yeah. just a, because sequels were a, a thing by then, but I don't think they were planning back to the future sequel no i mean the production was quite troubled anyway mm. so even if they had been planning it they'd have probably abandoned those plans about two days in but uh, yeah it's, it's it's it works as a great ending had there been no back to the future two and three i think 
people would be satisfied with with that final scene because because it, it would leave you wanting more. Yeah, and it's a it's a great way to finish. That's another point. An ending doesn't always have to be conclusive. No, absolutely not. I mean, in fact, it's good. It's good <coughs> sometimes when they're not. And I mean, one or two of the ones that we're going to talk about are like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess when most people think about endings in of the last, I guess the the, the late twentieth century, early two thousands, one name looms large in cinema about about how endings are inevitably attached to his name and that's M. Night Shyamalan definitely Shyamalan. yeah Shyamalan. yeah king of the twist yeah but he doesn't always put the twist right no. at the end of the film no no so so yeah he's but he he, he does always give them a a, a, a a solid ending, you know. I'm I'm not a fan of his work. I must say, I no, I, I, I think he's uh, he's very very overrated. I think a lot of his films and a lot of his twists are ones that you've seen many many times before. But I think there are enough people in the audience that haven't seen them before yeah. that he sort of gets away with them. But uh, but yeah, one one thing he is good at whether whether I like the the experience of watching his films or not. Um, I, I would I would admit that he's good at structure and yeah. um, and he knows the value of a good twist ending, but he he he's, he's also very good at playing around with that and bring putting the twist in the movie where where you least expect it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people were talking at the same time as Sixth Sense came out and twist endings about Fight Club being being a great twist ending. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. Because I don't think people get to the end and go, oh, my God, what a twist Mm. with Fight Club. I think they get to the ending and just go, the whole movie is so great and the ending's great. And that's that's And and the the ending fits the whole two hours that you've seen before. It's not whisking something away from the audience. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's not pulling the rug from out from under. It it builds on what you've already seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a great ending, but not sure it fits the twist. And, and, And again... The the revelation isn't actually the ending of the film no, either. You've, no, you've got not. the collapsing buildings to come after that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess one of the other ones again, similar similar period, late nineties. But um, there's two movies that stand out as having great, memorable endings in that period, and that's The Usual Suspects mm-hmm. uh, with He Who Shall Not Be Named. Um, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Oh, done it. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Um, obviously, the ending of that became a buzzword for, for for not twist endings but I, I guess like puzzle endings yes yeah yeah I guess it's, which, it's which, not a twist is it as yeah, such but which I uh, we'd also had in uh, in seven as yeah, well well that's yeah, the other movie yeah, I was yeah. going to mention yeah, mm-hmm. yeah seven yeah, yeah. as the other ending yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that the usual suspects um, the the you know the, the secret villain whose identity you're not supposed to know turns out to have the same initials as the actor who's playing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser, yeah. Jose. Um, but uh, but yeah, those two films, I think, I think, almost reintroduced the idea of the classic ending to audiences, or that particular type of ending. As, as you call it, the puzzle ending. Yeah, you know? yeah. The one where you you sort of sense all the way through the film from quite early on, you sense that you're being toyed with in the audience, and you're part of the game. Yeah. And this is going to be a movie where. When you come out of it and you see the people queuing up for the next screening, you know, 
you're you're going to have to sort of hold back to not blurt out and not 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 give away what, what well, what's been seen. You particularly know. in like when you come out of seven, and that's all about the seven deadly sins, and you come out envious of the audience that are going to go in <laughs> and, and see that movie now for the first clever. time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think those two films are very, very important in reintroducing yeah. that idea, um, which I suppose we'd only ever had bef- primarily before in cinema in things like Agatha Christie adaptations and, and that type of crime drama, things like Sleuth and those sort of things. And this introduces that idea of the the, the sort of, you've, you've got to watch every second of this film very carefully and pay attention to every line of dialogue. Yeah. Um, to, to, to get the, the, the you know the full effect of this film and then we're going to pull a big surprise at the end you yeah know. I, mean, I guess yeah. I, mean, I guess Citizen Kane has elements of that doesn't yeah, it you yeah. know what does he mean by by Rosebud at the start yeah. and then the whole movie is about what is Rosebud but you're then told by yeah, the, yeah. his life and, and then ultimately of course it isn't about that at it's all because you know we, we look back on Citizen Kane now and you, you don't think of it as being a, a puzzle movie but, but while you're watching it it is it yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah very much yeah I guess, I guess the other one's not so much a puzzle ending, but it's an ending that makes sense of the story that you've seen before and is a legendary, often um, parodied ending, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. You know? the, the classic, I mean, we couldn't possibly do this podcast oh, without mentioning nuts, that. Yeah, yeah. A, a gem. And, and that ending's been picked apart by a lot of people over the years, and they've said, you know, oh, you know, why didn't the, the characters know this, this, or this? You know, but... Boy, it works. It does work. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you just the, the the suspension of disbelief that you make every time you watch any movie. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, yeah. why is it suddenly being picked apart over yeah, something yeah. that's so powerful like that? Of course, the the reason why Planet of the Apes has got such a great ending is that it's 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 from the master of, of the TV ending, the master from the Twilight Zone, Mister yeah. Rod Serling. Yeah, so yeah. he'd been doing that every week on American TV for five years, you know. So no surprise that he comes into the movies and delivers an absolute zinger. Yeah. Are we going to spoil the endings here? Well, well, I think everybody's seen Planet of the Apes. Yeah, really, I think. I think it, it, I just think, in case. I, I think if you listen to this, don't. <laughs> and, yeah. and you don't want to be spoiled, then don't. Because yeah, I don't yeah. know how we can talk about this, well, you, these you endings can't, you can't, without. Can't. This won't all be about twist endings. But, no, not at all. But, no. um, well, but, yeah, well, if, well if, is there any other twist endings that you want to sort of like pull out now? Um, before we move on to like some some of the more other styles of endings, I guess, and the genres. One of the most famous ones in horror circles is um, Sleepaway Camp, yeah, um, which is just just fabulous, you know. And again, a crying I, I, game of the horror genre. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, but yeah, I mean, of, of all of the movies of the slasher era, you know. Um, and especially the the sort of second and third division ones that that aren't great movies but that have got something in them that people talk about i think that's that's absolute the the the, the peak of those you know um in, yeah, in that, it's not halloween it's not friday the 13th but it's got this grabber of an ending, yeah, yeah. which you'll never forget. And Christmas know. Evil's got a grabber Christ- of Christmas an Evil, as fantastic well. as well. <laughs> well, com- coming back to John Waters there, John Waters regards that as, as one of his all-time favourite films, Absolutely, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and rightly so. And we, we were lucky to interview the director, yeah, Lewis yeah. Jackson, over 
um, pre pre Zoom, pre all of this technology we've got now with Asia. You know, we 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 set up this sort of transatlantic connection, very primitive one in the early days, and uh, got twenty minutes talking to Lewis Jackson, yeah, which he was, was fabulous. Yeah, yeah he was a lovely, lovely guy. And um, yeah, Christmas Evil, watch it this Christmas if you've never <laughs> seen it, and if you don't know how it ends, you are not going to believe it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's one of those ones where it is like I, I, you can't predict that ending. You yeah. just can't predict that ending at all. No, no, no. Cool. Okay. So, uh, any more? Any more on the twist endings? Uh, I, I, I've got one, 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 which is like it's quite possibly the most horrific ending in cinema history. I think uh, a relatively new film, but Frank Darabont's The Mist. Yeah. And yeah. when I watched that, I literally, I it's one of those movies. Often, when you when people talk about endings, you can get away with murder with an ending mm. if you've got a good ending yeah. people go away from that cinema going wow what a great film yeah and it's like yeah but 70 minutes of that film was utter crap yeah. and then suddenly yeah. that ending was so great that you've got away thinking oh this is great I equally and, and that film, works the other way because film producers know that of course well. they do yeah, yeah. writers know it so, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and it works the other way as well if you've got a rubbish ending then people go away thinking your film's rubbish when you had a good solid hour before that yeah um, but the, the Mist is one of those movies where I've watched it and I'm not going to spoil this Mm. on orders from Stephen King yeah yeah, um, yeah. we're not going to spoil that ending but it's such a gut punch of an ending yeah. that I never want to see that film ever again I know I know I'd, I'd say two things about it one is that of course it was a, it was a new ending for the movie because yeah. Stephen King was short mm, yeah. story ends in a in a sort of open ended way yeah. great King's story the novella has got a great ending mm-hmm. but it's an open ended ending so Darabont writes in this this definite ending to, to his version and King loves it you okay, know, yeah. King, King sort of came back and said I wish I'd written that mm. you know the, the other thing I'd say you're calling it a twist ending not a I, twist ending it, but like it's, it's a surprise surprise ending, ending, for sure yeah. but um, I, I think it arises quite naturally not out of the narrative as such but out of the character's psyche yeah yeah no I, I agree it fits yeah yeah and, it, and it's not really a twist in the sort of like pulling the rug, but it's a, it's a great shock ending. It's right? a shock ending. Yeah. It does yeah. it does pull the rug out from under the character's feet at the end as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to stop talking about this one because we can't really go into too much detail because it's such a good ending that we we don't want to spoil. Yeah, so if, for if you're listening to this with your notebooks out and you need films to see, write down the mist. Yeah, right go watch it yeah. once and then yeah. never again. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Frank. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could live through that ending again. Yeah, okay. Where do you want to go to next, Daryl? Um, well, I, I want to talk about some of the recent filmmakers over the past 30, 35 years or so okay. who seem to be specialists in endings and aren't all as celebrated as such. I'm going to mention the Coen brothers, John Carpenter and Sean Baker as people who I think are absolute masters of when to end, not just when to end a film, but when when to actually pinpoint the ending the, the 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 way they end the film absolutely cut to the the the, the nth frame. Yeah. Is, but think about the ending of Barton Fink. Think about the ending of Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Think about the ending of Sean Baker's uh, Florida Florida Project or Red Rocket. They are all just so brilliantly edited and, mm. and just all all of those films and a lot of the other work of those guys. The films stop suddenly. 
at the absolute right pinpoint moment that leaves you thinking, leaves you mulling over what you've just seen, leaves you questioning it, leaves you trying to understand it, leaves you even coming up with maybe two or three ideas yourself and thinking, well, even though that's been a snap ending, it's not been a definite ending because I'm walking away from this film thinking five or six different things might happen yeah, next. Yeah. And I, I think all of those the, the 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 four filmmakers I've mentioned there, count with the Cohen brothers as as a pair. Um, I, I think they're all absolute masters of that particular type of ending. I think I think the Cohens are also they're they're masters full stop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. but I think that they do the right endings for the right films. Yes. Yeah. So they don't all have these snap endings. No, they don't all have a bottom Because uh, a couple ending, of... I mean, I wanted to talk about Fargo. I can talk about that later when we're talking about quiet endings. Mm. So I think quiet... Yeah. Some of my favourite endings are these quiet ones. Yes, yeah. But they're, they're so good at knowing their screenplays so well that they know exactly when it's going to end. They know exactly what, what, what to do to send the audience out yeah. in the right frame of mind. Um, and, and like you say, John Carpenter... Just a legend for that kind of stuff. Yeah, anyway. I mean these endings that leave you hanging, you know. But but they 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 the great thing is, a, a lot of people can write an ending that leaves you hanging because that's quite an easy thing to write. Because you if if you are a writer, you just think, oh, I can stop in the middle of a scene. I don't have to do any more work, and the audience will will think I'm a genius, you yeah. know. But I think I think the difference is these filmmakers that that we're talking about in this little group don't do that they they put work into their endings mm. even though they're endings that leave you hanging i think there's a meaning to that you know think think about um carpenter's escape from new york for instance yeah. you know which is just uh, of all of his movie endings you know that's the, the and this is saying something that's his most cynical oh, and yeah. that's that's saying something given some of the others you know well, yeah, but, they're, they're, uh, yeah they just because it ends on things like you want endings to, 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 to offer possibilities of where that story is going to go. Whether yeah. they explore that story or not, it's irrelevant. You want to go away thinking, well, where are they going to go with yeah. it? Where yeah. could yeah. they go with yeah. that? And with that ending, you just think, oh, my God, they're going to hell with yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just throwing the word. Yeah. And, 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 and as an audience member, you feel conflicted because you like this guy. Yeah. And he's just done something where you just think, oh, was that the right... I don't know whether that was the right decision, Snake. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's, that, that, that's a great way to end up. That's a great way to send yeah. you out. I, I think Sean Baker's Florida Project does something very, very similar in a, in a different way. And in... in um, but but it, it is... Um, it is quite similar in in the way the audience responds to it. It's my favourite film of the last fifteen years. I, I think it's a magnificent film. And again, to avoiding spoilers, but but uh, um, the end of the film has two little girls in in a situation, and we we just snap out of that. You know, the credits bang on screen, and it's perfect i'm not i'm not going to say what happens or describe the situation but it's absolutely perfect because the 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 children in this film have got absolutely no hope from the very start of the movie even though they're portrayed in a very positive way throughout the movie we know that they're growing up in in this um in in this sort of rundown sort of housing Estate. They're all like six, seven years old, but we we know then they're, they're never going to have any sort of life. They're not going to get jobs or anything. They're not going to go to college. You know, they're they're the dregs of America. And we arrive at this situation at the end of the film, where again 
the, the, the thing they're doing isn't going to end well. Mm. But Baker ends the film at a point that's an absolute hype for these children. You know, it, it's, it's magic. Yeah. And, and it's a perfect ending because they've got no hope all the way through the film. They're going to have no hope after the credits roll. But at this one moment, to the frame, absolutely pinpointed, mm. he, he reaches the height of, of their ecstasy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, it's, it's, it's just perfect. It's just magical. Yeah. And it leaves you feeling great, even though you you can't feel great for these characters. It leaves it leaves you and them on a high. Yeah. And you don't want to think about what's coming next. That's that's why he does it. He doesn't want you to think about what's coming next. He wants to leave this little bit of stasis and say, look, I'm I'm gonna leave this story at a point where everything's magic. And it's also your last memories of those characters. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. That's, and I, I want to think that those characters are, are, are set in amber yeah, at the end of that film. That because to think anything else would, would just make you break down mm-hmm. and cry, you know. Okay, should we go on to me? Obviously, one area that is um, replete in great endings is crime films. Yeah. Should we chat crime? We always spoke about a couple with Seven and Usual Suspects, but... What about some of those classic film noirs that we've talked about on other previous podcasts? There's some great movie endings in there. Yeah. The one I'm thinking about is Lady Abelique. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, ties into the twist endings. Yeah. There. And, and, and again, that's another film where what people think of as the ending mm. isn't, isn't, you know, ending, yeah, yeah. It's, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a climax more than an ending, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. And again, what, what, what a twist, you know. Yeah. It's a great or, twist. Or, well, I suppose there's multiple twists. Well, there is. Throughout, the, the, key throughout the, the final scenes of that film. I guess the yeah, key yeah. twist is the, is the one. Um, the big one, yeah. The one yeah. we didn't talk about in, in the twist ending section is Empire Strikes Back. It's not really a twist ending, but it kind of is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, 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 very, that's done in a very similar structural way to the Florida Project, really. <laughs> yeah, it because it just bangs out at a point where you're, you're... That film should not end... That film, The Empire Strikes Back, could could end at various other points on the journey, or you could have other scenes coming in mm-hmm. after where it could end. You know, that could have been extended a little, and it could have a, a nice happy ending or something. The the one point in that film where you don't want it to stop, you don't you where you want to find out what's coming next, they don't allow you to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's teasing you up. And it's great. It's great. And I, I think I think that's a big reason why that film is is still the favourite of most Star Wars fans. I think so. I think you you have that. It's how we talked about that like joy of coming out of the cinema, coming out of the screening. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, I need to watch the next one. I need to. I need to know what happens next. That yeah, kind yeah, of enjoyment yeah. of a film. Yeah, I, because I, I, I love the ending of Star Wars: A New Hope. I, I love yeah. the cli- I love the climax. So again, that's a film with a climax and an ending because you've got the Death mm-hmm. Star being blown up, which is fabulous. But I, I adore the the medal ceremony okay. at the end. I think that's fantastic. It's it's possibly my favourite scene in Star Wars, with with the exception maybe of the Yoda versus Christopher Lee fight in okay. uh, 
one of the later sequels. But uh, um, but yeah, I I love that closing ceremony and the, and the medal because <laughs> because it just celebrates the climax yeah. of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's such a great climax that it deserves us to spend five minutes watching the celebration. Mm. For some people, it might be a bit slow and it might be oh you could take that out. For me, it's essential. It's... But but then Empire Strikes Back comes along and does something completely different. Well, the end, the end of Star Wars is almost like them taking a bow. Yeah. In fact, yeah. They, they, they all turn to the, to the audience. Yeah, they turn yeah, to the yeah, camera yeah. to you yeah. and, and, yeah. and like, oh, yeah. Like, well like, a, like a Judy Garland musical. Exactly, yeah. yeah, 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 like yeah. You've been to see a play and boom, there it is. Yeah. Up to the and, I, and I'm great with that. I'm really yeah. good yeah, with fine, that because yeah. they, they've earned it. Mm, they mm. have earned that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and then Empire comes along and it says... No, guys, you know that 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 nice, cozy, feel-good film that you watched last time. This one's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, All the way through, and then the ending tops everything that's come before. You know? Just just think about other other crime crime films. Obviously, we've spoke, we've spoken about um, Lady Abelique, and we've spoken about You Saw at Seven. But I guess a lot of those film noir ones are built around their endings. Maltese Falcon is, is yeah, 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 yeah. You usually unbelievably cynical yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is great. We love, we love cynical endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite often in film noir, the characters don't die at the end. You know, quite often no. they're left hanging, you well, know, and they're left having to contemplate what they've done and maybe facing a life in prison or a life on the run or something. Well, you know? yeah, I mean... Cause while, while, while the girl that they've been associating with all the way through the movie is sort of in Tangiers with the loot or something. Well, I think the great thing about those movies is that the, the it's that classic phrase, a fate worse than death. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, it's, it's, they, they wish they were dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not going to get that blessed relief from, yeah. from, from the ending that they do get, in, in often in these cases. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to think. I, I, th- I think the term "femme fatale" is a bit well, of a yeah. misnomer in that sense because uh, you know they they don't necessarily kill the heroes of of those films, but what they do is they they kill their dreams and they mm. kill their their reason for living. You know, yeah, yeah they ruin yeah. them. Yeah, um, Detour being uh, one of the exceptional. Oh yes, yeah, horrible femme fatales <laughs> in that movie. That's just oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would like to talk about a couple of quieter endings. Yeah, yeah. Because they're the ones that really stay with me. When people say, what's your favourite movie ending? There's, there's two or three I go to. The, the, one of the famous ones, I love the ending of The Godfather with the closing door, you know, and, and, and yeah. he's been fighting against being part of that world. And at the end of the world, he's, he's, he's fully on board. That's, yeah. that's his, that's his life now. And the door closes and that's, that's, that, that person's dead now. Yeah. There's a yeah. new person living in his body, you know. That's a great, that's a great ending for such a impactful action thriller style family drama thing to end on that quiet moment after the shootout was sunny all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff it, it really yeah. lands and, and it's so visual and so cinematic oh. and, and it, 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 it sort of creates a, a barrier between the audience and, and the characters on screen as well uh, absolutely you know? yeah, yeah. yeah I mean and, and that's in when you, when you google like top 50 great movie endings that's in there and some of the other ones are things like The Passenger and they always talk about how did they do that yeah. with the shoot and all that kind of stuff. They're pushing out out through the window. So things like that, they're, they're, they're what other people talk about. So the ones that I end up talking about is two that I end up saying are amazing endings. is Big Night, Stanley Tucci, Tony Schlob, brothers running a restaurant. The ending for that is just 
exquisite and it's yeah. and you can tell the screenplay was written by actors you know you can tell they've gone into it and they've developed yeah. it because the ending they have this big fight scene on the beach arguments big proper style eastenders shouting arguing like a, <laughs> and part enemies the part enemies then and then you you track back to the you, you see Stanley Tucci in the, in the kitchen of the restaurant they've been running that's now ruined and they, 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 it's, it's all over for them. He's in that kitchen and he's just sat there, a ruined man. And the brother that he's just been arguing comes in, doesn't say a word, doesn't say an absolute word, just takes a pan off the shelf, gets some eggs, makes omelette, serves his brother omelette, serves, sits down next to his brother, and then just before the movie ends, he just puts his hand on his shoulder. And it's just like, oh, that's just such yeah. so well-observed ending. And, and it just landed with me that movie when I saw it. I just thought, oh, that's just... I don't think an ending's going to beat that. No, for me. No. The beautiful way that they constructed it. That's one of them. I mean, it's, it's a movie you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. The movie, the, the other movie is Lucas Moodison's Show Me Love, or Fucking Amel. Yeah, I've, uh, I've not seen that. No, so, that's a classic yeah, movie. That's right, a great right. movie. It's uh, Basically, it's Lucas Moodison doing a John Hughes movie mm. about a young girl who's uh, a lesbian, and everyone at school knows she's a lesbian, and the popular girl, you know, befriends her, but she's not a lesbian, she's totally not a lesbian, and then they get together, right? And it's really nice, and they get locked in a closet at the end of the movie, and she has to come out of the closet and walk past all her friends in the school. Everyone thinks that's the ending. That's not the ending. The ending where they come out, and these are like 15-year-old teenage girls. They're in this closet, they come out, she grabs the girl's hand, John Hughes style, and they walk through the school defiantly. Yes, we're lesbians, we're going to walk through this school. I, I absolutely love this girl. And they hard cuts to the kitchen of one of their houses, and they're drinking chocolate milkshake over the credits. And the girl, the girl who's just grabbed the girl's arm and said, yes, I'm a lesbian, come out. He's talking about how much she absolutely loves chocolate milk. She absolutely <laughs> adores it. There's nothing better than chocolate milk. And then you suddenly realise, like, okay, is she a lesbian? It, they're just teenagers. Yeah. There's something there. Maybe it's just a passing fad or not. We don't know. But it's just in that little... Just her talking about how much she absolutely loves chocolate milk. Yeah. When yeah. the scene before, she was talking about how much she absolutely loves this girl. It's such a beautiful um, little tip of the wink, you know, say, actually, maybe don't read exactly what you want. Sure, that just, just leaving that little bit of doubt yeah, and, yeah. and leaving, again, leaving the audience talking as they come out. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just a clever way of doing it as yeah, well, yeah. you know. It was just, yeah, these are these are 15-year-old girls. Mm. They're going to go on to have yeah, full in, lives. In two years' time, or if we see a sequel to this movie, are they going to be completely different? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and that's suggested at the end of the film. Yeah, yeah and that's just a beautiful way of doing it. I've just spoiled the ending for you there, Dal. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful way of doing it. I just thought, oh, yeah, you are you are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a director, you're good. Yeah, yeah. There's a, an image in film endings that I, I would like to talk about, mm. and it's the long walk away shot, which occurs in classically in, in The Third Man, Yeah, uh, Carol Reed, other examples I've, I've got noted down are another absolute classic, um, The Searchers. Which yeah, I yeah. When, when you talk about 
you know, when we say we're doing a podcast on movie endings, I'm, so, I'm sure The Searchers is the film that yeah, would pop yeah. into a lot of people's minds. And then um, poss- possibly an homage to The Searchers, Scorsese's Age of Innocence does, yeah. does the same thing at the end. And so, yeah, any other examples of, of the long walk away at the end of a film? Or, or if you can't think of any... Anything to say about that that image and how it's used? I don't know about a long walk, but definitely the holding shot. Yeah, yeah. Where something's which, happening. Which works in the same it's way. It's yeah, a similar yeah. thing. Those those tend to happen quite a lot in movies. Yeah, they're yeah. always impactful, aren't they? Especially if you're focusing on, on one lone lone character. Yeah, you know, and we see talks about young young Sherlock Holmes, which yeah. has that shot of the of the of the village hall. A bit, um, mansion in the middle of yeah. the countryside and we track the car going through the hills yeah. in Switzerland or somewhere like mm-hmm. that we, we yeah, that that's that I remember that was being a, a, an impactful one for me yeah. and yeah. like you say play anything that plays over the credits yeah I yeah. think it always feels like a proper yeah. ending because yeah. the, the audience sort of anticipating oh, oh yeah. is this, this, this is better I think than than a, a mid credits or post credits scene yeah I, I love it when the camera stays moving and the credits are rolling but there's you know the movie grammar is still going on on the screen and the audi- the part of the audience brain that recognises that goes, oh, hang on, don't get up yet, even though we're, we're, we're looking at the name of the tea lady, you know, don't get up because the camera's still moving here. Yeah. Are, are we in for something else? And And when a filmmaker can do that well and pull something off like that, um, it's it, it's it's masterly. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like almost like a hidden ending. You know, it's not it's not a walking away ending. It's a walking to the camera ending. But Bukaru Banzai. Yeah, where yeah. the ending of that, where all the characters. It's almost like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a, a lap of it's it is it's a victory lap. Okay, it's a, 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 a celebration. A celebration yeah, where yeah. all the characters Our come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's walking towards the camera. That's great. In, 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 That's it's great. A lovely ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind I, you how much we enjoyed the movie. Of the sort of walking away endings that I mentioned there, The Third Man is the oldest of the films. And again, that's not a film that's necessarily remembered for its ending. Mm. But the the ending is iconic, I think. And and it's so well uh, directed by Reed because you have the character... You, you've just mentioned Bukaru Banzai characters walking towards the camera. This is a walking away ending where the character's walking towards the camera, yeah. but then past the camera and past... The uh, the male lead, you know, and and um, uh, not a word is spoken. It's all done in reactions, or crucially, without reaction. You know, yeah. the, the 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 lead actress isn't reacting, which is which is the whole point of the scene. You know, and uh, I think it's brilliantly done because it is a walk away, but the way it's filmed is yeah. that the character actually walks towards us. So clever. And, I think it's one of those walking away from the situation. That's 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 the trick with how he's walking yeah, towards. Yeah. And again, the, the thing with that type of ending is it can mean a lot of things. It can mean victory or celebration. Mm. It can mean an air of resignation. You know, it can mean that the character's lost. It can mean they're beaten. It can mean they've been ostracized yeah. or that they're ostracizing somebody else. Or best of all, I think it can mean rebellion. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I think for me, it's it's in that kind of vein. There's the, the the characters walking away from a static camera, but the other flip side of that is the camera pulling away. Yeah, yeah, which That's, works, which works in a similar way. I think I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Chinatown. Yeah, where yeah. you have 
you know, and, and, and I say it works in a similar way. I think it's perhaps slightly more disorientating for an audience as well. Yeah, and, and that's that's used intentionally. I think. In I think you're being moments. removed yeah, from the yeah, scene, yeah. whereas they're they're removing themselves. Yeah, from yeah. The scene. Again, I think one type of ending there is a theatrical one. The other is definitely cinematic. Yeah, I mean the cinematic. I mean Chinatown is often talked about. That anyway, it just pulls away. And yeah, you're left with that desolation of the of the situation and the character. There, it's, yeah. just, it's a great ending. And there's nothing we can do about exactly, it exactly because yeah. we, as you say, we're physically being removed. So. Yeah, yeah. And we we talked about that with with the passenger as well. I mean that's a similar camera trickery ending, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. Just to one one more. Sure. Thing. Yeah. But but the going running away from the character, the the character running running away or walking away character the, the one that really stands out for me and we talked about it um, on the Francois Truffaut one is obviously 400 blows oh, yes. where he yeah. runs away from the football match yeah. and just keeps running and running and running and gets to the beach and there's nowhere else to run just looks yeah. at the camera yeah. and, oh, and, and just... again like the third man that's been yeah. imitated so yeah, so much yeah. and also similarly yeah. even though he went on to make sequels for that character when he made the 400 blows, that look to the camera is very Florida project. It's like, yeah, it is exactly it's like, where else well, can Sean, go? Sean Baker's clearly a yeah, fan, exactly. Yeah. It's a different situation in his yeah. film, but you can tell that he's he, if he's not exactly paying homage to that, he's got that. He, he doesn't want to convey to the, his audience, Oh, this is like the 400 blows, but yeah, in yeah. his mind, he's thinking. I'm a French New Wave director. Yeah. You know, we all think yeah. that occasionally, don't we? <laughs> and, and as you say, um, I, I think we've got a Star Wars situation there with 400 blows in, in that, and Back to the Future again, what we said about that, in that the 400 blows is a standalone film and it yes. works as a standalone film. There are sequels, we find out more about uh, the, the Antoine character, but if there was just that one movie, as with Star Wars, as with Back to the Future, you'd still think, what a classic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what a great ending. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. just wonderful. We, we've talked about great movie endings. There's, there's, there's been a trend, and it's probably been established by the, 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 the dreadful last half hour of Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And I think we've seen it recently on TV in, in Stranger Things 4 as well. Ah, la, la, this, la, la. This, this idea of endless you know multiple endings and not being able to let go sort of things so, I've not seen Strange Things for yeah, so well, I'll say no more about that, that it does one. have a Lord of the Rings ending and I, I think I think as now now we've now we've got um, you know we've got sort of streaming series on TV that seem to have quite a high opinion of themselves and Lord of the Rings seem to have a very high opinion of itself I think a lot of these things seem to feel that they have to end in this in what they see as being an epic manner and it doesn't work for me at all yeah i mean the spectacle ending i guess came in in i guess issued in with the blockbuster era this jaws you know the blowing up the shark uh, Jaws 2 and Jaws yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've got nothing against the spectacular ending what I don't want is multiple. 7 or 8 endings well, I think, I think, in the same movie I think know. with those kind of movies it's like they're looking at they're looking at every character needs to have their own ending and I think that's why you end up getting multiple endings yes yeah, and it doesn't work dramatically for no me. no I mean it just kills it I think, the, I think the, the filmmakers are looking at it as saying well everyone wants to know what happens to uh, Samwise Gamgee and everyone wants to know what happens to Frodo and, and, and the elves and uh, so they have to have all these individual endings yes yeah, yeah whereas Back to the Future just sends its characters off into you know flying off into yeah. the distance 
and I guess they don't have we, as many we, characters. We think, we think how great, you know, we, we don't, we don't need, you know, that's the difference here. You know, we don't need to know what happens to Doc Brown and what happens to Marty and mm. what happens to the family. We're just left with this fabulous final shot, you know, and we, we feel nobody allows us to fill in the gaps in, in this type of multiple. No, that's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, there's no room for, um, and that doesn't work for me. Yeah. For having, having your own thoughts of where the characters could yeah, go. But, but you're, you're right. And so you can, you can see the filmmakers have invested so much yeah. in, in these great epic film series or TV series mm. that they, you can see why they feel that, but yeah, yeah well, it, but to, I, I don't like to it. To extrapolate that, I mean, one of my favourite movies is Howard the Duck. You, you know that. Yeah. Most yeah. of the world knows that. And that movie, is, the equivalent of that is like having that ending and then going back to find the other girls in the band mm. and discovering what their endings yeah. were and what yeah. they were doing while the movie was happening. Oh, and don't forget that, that I mean, really, really memorable waitress character. In, in, in what, what happened to her? How can you move? How can you end the movie without knowing what happens to Tina in the restaurant? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that kind of level of, of investment, which is no one cares, but obviously now everyone does care. I know. So. Yeah, yeah. Or, or have been sort of made to care, or, or feel that they they should, or the writers yeah. feel that they should. Um, no, doesn't doesn't play for me. Any any other examples from you of? Not not of this, not of the multiple ending, but of other of other bad endings to films or bad bad ideas of endings to films. I, I suppose Psycho is 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 one classic where where you've you've got this absolutely brilliant or near perfect movie, and and it's just got this drag of an ending. You know? Yeah. And so take, taking Psycho as an example, but but using that. Um, and because and so, other films have done it as well, other films have had this sort of laboured, over-explained, um, you know, bring on the expert at the end to tell the audience what's been going on, you know. So that's one example, I think, of, of how not to end a film. Can, do you want to talk about that or do you want, can you think of any more similar examples of how not to end a movie? I'm not sure about not ending a movie, but I think a lot of musical adaptations sort of like... Um reach their peak ahead of the ending I think you know because the, 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 like for instance Greece for instance yeah, yeah. although Greece is maybe, maybe not Greece but you have, you have you're the one that I want to end Greece okay mm. boom great we're over and then you have another song yeah, after that yeah, and the song's yeah. alright and the song's pretty good but yeah. it's no you're the one that I want I know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, why, why have I, you done that? I, th- I think the the, the the form of the musical almost dictates that. You 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 your big big song never seems to come at the end. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's built into the structure. Possibly, I mean, I, I, I guess like the West End musical adaptations tend to run out of steam it's, for me. But it's all, it's almost like, I, I think they're written like that because no, you, are, yeah. you almost need a come down, you know. Well, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the, in the, in the theatre, you've got an interval. Yeah, yeah. So you have that interval, you go away, you have a drink, you refresh yourself, then you go back in ready for another round. And quite, quite often your song before the interval is, is a zinger. Yeah, exactly. So you go out and you go, yeah, okay, great, yeah. ready for the second half. Well, you don't really get that in movies you just plough on yeah, yeah. so you get to the point where you're like I'm a bit fed up with this look lame is lame is oh my god the movie of that I know, it's, I know it's got loads of great people who love it and it builds towards that big ending but for me it doesn't build it kind of mm. like just like plods on yeah, relentlessly yeah, yeah. and then gets to the ending and it's like so yeah but, but if, if, if a musical came along and I'm sure there have been examples I can't think of any off the top of my head but if, 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 if there were one either on stage or on film 
that ended with 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 its its big sort of major showpiece number, you know, would would that work? Well, I think Greece is is probably the nearest to it. Yeah, I mean, you're the one. The one is probably probably the most famous song from that movie. Yes, it's the duet, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Summer Lovin's quite big and Grease Lion. They've got a number of great hits, but you wonder what they want. That feels like a good ending. Yeah. If, that, if that was the last song, you'd think, okay, yeah, well done. You, you've nailed yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. really. I mean, like, Singing in the Rain's not at the end of the movie. It's no, slap bang no, in the middle, no. you know. Yeah, maybe it's just, like you say, yeah. maybe it's just baked into the yeah. structure. Again, I mean, we talked about the idea about climaxes, final endings, post-credit scenes and so on. Um, twists not necessarily coming in at the end of a film, but sometimes three quarters or halfway through, you know. And um, I think musicals almost sum, sum that up because yeah. they they musicals have a series of climaxes, three or four belting songs in, in the best of them, and they're interspersed all the way through, and they very rarely come right at the very end. Yeah. What you normally get at the end is, is either a, a reprise of the title theme or a, a medley of, of, of the hits or something to go out on, you know. And they don't end well. They end satisfactorily, I think. Yeah. But they're, they're not films with memorable endings, are they? Not really, no. I mean, the things you remember are, are, are the key songs throughout the film rather than the end song. I guess horror has a lot of good endings and we talked about a lot of those, but it has a hell of a lot of bad endings or cliche endings or things like that, you know. I think you set up the premises of a lot of horror films where he can't be killed and then we just kill him. Yeah, one one image in horror that I love is the um, the ending of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh. which just leaves you you all the way through that movie. You don't know where you are. You when when that character gets hit over the head with a mallet about fifteen twenty minutes in, you feel like that's happened to you, yeah. and you feel like that for the rest of the film. And then the ending comes along, and you've got no idea where you are. And then they did a number of sequels to to Chainsaw years later. And they're still doing them now. They've done one this year. Yeah. Most of them end with that a, ver- a variant on that same image. And I can't think of a single example where it's failed to work. Yeah, it's it's yeah. always good. Yeah. And the image is the, the, the character whirling, and it's not always the villain either. They end with a character holding a buzzing chainsaw, doing a dance, whirling the chainsaw around their head. And somehow it's always effective yeah. time after time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's a strong, cold classic ending, yeah, that, yeah. isn't it? We've not talked about zombie films. No. Because no. they have multiple endings, and often the start of the film is the ending of, yeah, yeah. of another well, film, R- the ending R- of the world. Romero's films, the classic zombie films, throw you right in. And yeah, I, yeah. I think the, the films that have copied Romero have picked up on that and often do the same, you know. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have a beginning, middle, or end, do no, they? No, you know, in the middle you, of it's it. It's just... The, Guys, it's the apocalypse. Deal with it. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, you don't see where. Often, you don't see how the apocalypse came to be. Yeah, you know, you just you're in the middle of it, and yeah, then the yeah, ending yeah. is not yeah. the end of the apocalypse yeah. or the end of zombies. It's just you've escaped that particular sequence. Yeah. Quick, quick personal story. When the League of Gentlemen movie came out, you would have been working at the Metro yeah. Cinema then, Adam. I was booked to give a talk on on that, and I had to go on Radio Derby in the morning to sort of promote the talk and talk about the League of Gentlemen. And I arrived there 
and the studio was like it was like walking into the opening scene of Dawn of the Dead because <laughs> it was on the the seventh of July, the day of the the, the London uh, bus bombings. Oh wow! Okay. And I walked in there, and I ended up actually taking part in in the broadcast and talking about the bombings. You know, wow. and to see a real life newsroom in chaos was was an experience and all the way through it I, I just kept thinking i'm in dawn of the dead here you know but that's the start of dawn of the dead we're not here to talk about this no but, but so. speaking about things like that i mean miracle mile yeah no yeah, that's an yeah. ending oh yes. yeah what yeah an ending on that movie that's if you haven't yeah, seen that yeah. movie go see that well movie. again miracle mile is another perfect example of a film with a climax and an ending yeah you know? yeah. yeah yeah and and the the ending i mean the climax of the film is devastating mm. I think the ending of the film, which is much, much quieter and much more romantic, is even more devastating. Yeah, no, it's, it's builds on it, doesn't it? And, you know, it's... to, to I'm, no, no spoilers here, but it's a conversation about diamonds mm-hmm. is what ends the film. And if you've not seen Miracle Mile, that'll, that'll mean nothing to you. And it'll still mean nothing to you when you get right up to that scene. But it's and five minutes before that, you've had this amazing climax, which has left you reeling, you know, and then to finish on that romantic scene. Yeah. Which which is even worse than what's gone before. Uh, go, in a way. Go, it's, go it's, see it. Go oh, yeah. It. You've got to see Miracle Mile. Got yeah. to see it. We've been trying to avoid spoiling some of the more niche films that we've talked about here, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, well, again, you know, as we say, write them down and do yeah. check them out. You know, they're all out there. Um, mentioned Psycho earlier and, yeah. and how that all almost destroys itself with its ending. But... Um, Let's talk about North by Northwest. William Goldman in Adventures in the Screen Trade writes a wonderful chapter on endings. And he he says in there how much he hates the ending of Psycho. And he hates it simply because he says the rest of Psycho is so perfect. How how can you almost destroy your own movie? He also hates hates the ending of uh, John Borman's Excalibur. And he goes into some detail about that. But he starts the chapter by talking about Hitchcock's North by Northwest. And I've I've got his notes written down here. He points out that the end of the film is... um, You've got Eva Marie Saint dangling off Mount Rushmore, Cary Grant reaching down with one arm to try and save her and pull her up, and then Martin Landau comes along and treads on Grant's fingers of his other hand and starts grinding his fingers... In, into into the earth, so he's he's bound to lose his grip. He's going to fall. Eva Marie Saint's going to fall. Game over. They, the the heroes have lost. That doesn't happen in Hitchcock movies, though. But what we've got, as as, as Goldman lists it, he says, what happens next is Martin Landau is made to cease and desist. Cary Grant saves himself. Cary Grant also saves Eva Marie Saint. They get married. The microfilm, the, the, the film's MacGuffin, is saved and America is safe. James Mason, who's the main villain, is captured. He's then handed over to the authorities. And Grant and Eva Marie Saint take a train ride back east. And I'll, I'll add in a, a, a final one of my own that Goldman doesn't mention. 
they have sex. <laughs> I'm going to add in another one is that ribbon makers make a fortune because everything's tied up with a nice little bow. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, it there. is. Goldman's point, having spent half a page listing all this stuff, is he then invites the reader to guess how long all of these extra scenes take from the point where Landau is treading on Grant's fingers to the point where we get the end title. It's 43 seconds. Wow, yeah. And that's that's the ending, you know. And again, with, with I, I think, I, I don't think there's any dialogue either, no. or very, very little. There's how to end the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I must admit, it's not one of those movies that I'm a big, big fan of. But yeah, I mean, in those spectacle, I mean, it leads to the question: Do we talk about Bond endings? Yeah, yeah. because that you know, talk about spectacle endings. Yeah, Bond yeah. is like the king of that. Yeah, yeah, and of none of we, them are massively. Yeah. I must admit, like okay, it's similar what, what, to musicals. Yeah. I don't think they're necessarily well, the ones you remember. No, interestingly, with Bond, of course, what you get, we've we've talked about climaxes, we've talked about endings, we've talked about post-credit scenes. You know, what what you get with Bond is you get a climax, and then you get a comedy climax. You know, yeah. you 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 get the the the, the literal. Bond and a girl in a boat, sort yeah, of thing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a, a sort of double entendre gag at the end, you know. But yeah, the bits where the volcanoes blow up or whatever are just unbeatable. Aren't spectacle. They, you know? I mean, I guess, I guess the other end of spectacle that is different to that kind of stuff is is Kubrick. I guess, and you think about two thousand and one, the ending of that. Yeah, yeah. that's spectacle, but in yeah. a very different way. Yeah, yeah. In in a way where the filmmakers clearly trying to convey something an idea something intellectual yeah. something something cinematic and visual as well you know um but uh, um kubrick's pretty good at snap endings occasionally i mean yeah. you know clockwork orange is an interesting one because he does a snap ending and then he does a little montage as well you know? yeah yeah <laughs> he sort of has his cake and eats it yeah i mean the shining is a, is a yeah, snap yeah, ending yeah. as well with yeah. the snow um yeah very good Anything else you want to pick up on before we end? I I can't think of anything. This is going to be a damp squib of an ending from us, really. I, it is I, looking I, though, I isn't it? I can't think of anything else that I want to say, really. We've, we've um, chatted about all the biggies, haven't we? All, yeah, all the yeah, ones that yeah. we really enjoy. I mean, we talked about the one thing goes Rashomon is one, where you get multiple endings yes, because they're telling yeah, the same yeah. story over and over again. But Seventh Samurai is a good, good ending. Yeah, um, yeah. Young Guns. You're yes. throwing young guns. I love young guns. I, I think. think so. Yeah. Why he chucked the box out the window and he comes flying out of the box, shooting his gun. Yeah. yeah. It's like great action set piece that's been set up perfectly. Fabulous. And and I, I suppose um, you know quite often um, the so-called spaghetti westerns, yeah. the Euro westerns, will end with a, a crazy a shootout scene like that. I mean, yeah. you think yeah. about like yeah. you know fistful of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the, the the classic ones of martial arts movies, which which often end with a, a freeze frame of someone yeah. in midair about to kick your teeth out in the front row. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Crane. You yeah, know, the Brilliant. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of. The eighties didn't is very well. Yeah, I think, I think um, so. Yeah, I mean a lot of those sort of like teen movies from the eighties yeah. ended quite well. Yeah, um, and I, I suppose talking of which, you know, if, if this is our last last podcast, um, we, we've we've got to end. I think with the promise, our ending has got to be an eighties ending. It's got to be, um, you know, the promise that we'll be back. 
James Bond will return. <laughs> that kind of thing. Adam and Daryl will return. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers dot, crossed. Dot, dot. Yes. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Cool. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining me, Daryl. Thank you very much for taking part in these podcasts for the last two and a half years. Thank you, Adam. I know. It's been a blast. And thanks to Becky and all the yeah. other people that have helped us out over the years and all the guests we've had on. We've covered some amazing <laughs> ground. I can't believe it myself. It is one of those. When we, when we first set this podcast up, it was going to be more strictly tied into what Quad was doing. And then obviously the pandemic happened and we got thrown into it. And it was like, oh, okay, what do we talk about? So we yeah. ended up. But I think, such I think a, that, that freed us in a way, you know, it let us loose. It so, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. picked up on our, our own uh, idiosyncratic uh, taste in movies. I think we've covered a lot of things that yeah. um, maybe we would never have talked about. Yeah. And because we've not limited ourselves to to parameters or one particular theme as you said at the start of this one we've we've covered some pretty diverse ground i think absolutely yes cool and which you can listen to in your own time yeah we we've finished but we're still out there if, if you need us exactly if you need us yeah to, to do, do a labyrinth just, ending just, just, just fire up the cine lit signal yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be there on, <laughs> on spotify and youtube and all the other platforms yeah cool okie dokie thank you very much for listening uh sadly that last episode we've done there but um as daryl said we're, we're, we're gonna be out there for a while so have a listen to our old ones thank you so much for listening and um, we will yeah. see you soon